0: Hey up and welcome to the Temple of Bleh. Tell you what man, I need a fucking editor. It's taking me so long to get around to editing podcasts, so I might have to just move everything up to Streamlabs and then just like copy it straight over from some stream. Like do the interview on the stream, then move it straight friggin' down onto YouTube. It's crazy. Anyway, this is a conversation with Laura Russell from We Are Sovereign, uh, Midlands based, I'm going to call them a metalcore, sort of classic metalcore, mid-2000s metalcore band. Uh, step Out of Your Comfort Zone came out a couple of months ago. Again, apologies for the delay. This is a profoundly millennial conversation, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. One, two, fuck it up.
1: Life, life being life, you know, the
2: usual. Where are you based? I'm in Derby.
0: All oh, right, fair news. Yeah. Ha- hairy dog um, uh, territory.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Are you going to go did. to
0: Altfest, is it? Oh, it's this month, isn't it? Shit, man.
1: Yeah. I'll actually be working it.
0: <laughs> oh, I, what, doing, I, doing what?
1: I do like uh, the ticket booth and stuff at the Hairy Dog sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm filming something there. Um, oh, sick. Yeah, I'm filming an interview with... Um, Hell Ripper's going to be interviewing um, Gamma Bomb and vice versa. I'm trying to do like a artist interviewing artist sort of jiggy. Yeah. And we'll just see how that goes. But well, I've been there before. I know they were doing up that top room to be more like a press area because it had the space. Um, yeah, yeah. And how's that going? <laughs> Is yes. it still the same as it was? It's still like this wonderful, grotty, white emulsion space. Or they've done it up.
1: <laughs> it actually does look better, yeah, because we record there. So the yeah. studio upstairs, that's where we go. But they've got like a backdrop now to do interviews on. Oh, so... <laughs>
0: I'll yeah, have to ask you me. who the point of contact is for that bit because I need to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'll send you his email. Definitely. Oh, i
0: appreciate do that. that. Thank you. Man, right, All right. Let's let's jump into this. So we we are sobering. uh out yeah. your comfort zone came out last month. It was a fairly long time coming, if my sort of understanding of the chronology um, is, is correct. Um, what do I need to understand about you guys? as a, as a four-piece to understand this record more? Because it's more than just a collection of songs, isn't it? It's a little bit more than a mishmash yeah. of things. It feels like kind of a concept record, but what do I need to understand about you guys?
2: Yeah, well, the
1: concept's spot on with that. Basically, it's about every journey that you go through in life. Like, if you haven't already, you you, you eventually more than likely will. And it's, it's based on an idea, because I went for a lot, like, years ago, and I came out the other side, so I wanted to base something on that. So I came up with the idea of breaking it down into bits, like heartbreak, resilience, and everything like that. And then, you know, the idea of the record is to listen to it, experience all the emotions, and then the speech at the end is the whole, you know, reflecting time to be like, look, I can do this, if you know what I mean. Mm. I, want it to, I want to show people that I'm a walking example of of, of getting out the other side. So that's the, that's the concept of the record. And also as well to, if you don't step out of your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. Yeah. So that, that's a message we want to put across as well. I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. And it, it, when you just look at the track list and you can see there's like a, there's a journey you're trying to take people on. Where were the other guys with this? Because musically, we're not in one camp. We've got, a, there's a few feet in a few different areas.
2: Mm. So Ash, the other vocalist, he obviously I
1: met him first. And you know, he, I, I explained the concept to him and what I was thinking of doing. Then we wrote all the lyrics together, and then the, the other two guys they joined a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. And we like individually, we've all been through a lot, and so it's not just based on my, you know, experience solely. It's kind of a interlink yeah. of everybody, yeah. really.
0: There's a lot yeah. being poured into the sound, though, because with with the dual vocalists, I can. Mm. What's the, What's the band called now? Um. Shit, I was going to draw a comparison. I can't even remember the name of the fucking band.
2: Uh, um, had... dun, 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 dun. I can't believe this is where I live.
1: Oh, Alexis on fire.
0: That's it. Fucking yeah. hell. That's the bastard. <laughs> fucking hell. Why can't I remember that? I knew it was like it was like four words in one. What the fuck was it? And I saw it download as well this year. I was like, this is why the fuck did I remember that there's, there's something reminiscent there there's a kill switch we're certainly looking sort of mid 2000s um, yeah. what we then called metalcore now we might sort of go new wave of American heavy metal or whatever it's called now is that what's being poured into the sound is that what's bringing you guys to the table like in terms of your music, music
1: absolutely album? yeah I'll be honest with you I'm, I'm one of them people that I love listening to m- new music because so obviously the music scene needs to thrive but I'm into my old stuff. Like if I pick up, I even use an iPod still. I'm not even joking. Cool. Like I I, I literally pick, up, pick it up. I listen to Mike, I work a romance. It'll bring me, take it back Sunday, the old stuff, like all of that. So the influences come from all that, like Bless the Fall, Early Days, uh, yeah. Eyes Set to Kill, if you've heard of them, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Silverstein, like a mixture wow. of all of that, Older Day to Remember. Like, yeah. you know, we're all into that. And that that that's where the influences came from, yeah the fact that we, we just can't grow up, I think, I think that's yeah. what it is.
0: <laughs> one thing I really like about sort of the newfangled technology ways of looking at old music is somehow we can have a fresh look on all the things. And one of the, the best ones I've, ever, I've seen recently is someone's managed to isolate all the Gerard tracks from Helena. So you can go yeah. through the entire song and I've listen to just that. the vocals. And it's like, Oh my yeah. God. It's, it's incredible. It's like, yeah. That's, it's Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. But uh, Anyway, yeah. well, Laura, with with the new record, it, it came out a month ago, so we're not quite, we're not quite, well, I guess we're still in the honeymoon period, I guess. Mm. Um, But with this, do you feel like that new band smell is kind of being scrubbed off? Do you think there's like, do you think you'd sort of move it? Where yeah. do you feel you're moving forward into? Do you feel like um, you've left a period behind now that we've got something on the books?
1: Yeah, I feel like we're more more comfortable as a band now. I feel like, because the most nerve-wracking thing is coming out to begin with. And, it, you know, you could release a song and no one even listens to it. And that's scary. Mm. So I feel like we've, we've released music, people are listening to it. And we're kind of in this section now where we just need to carry on making music that we love. And just concentrating on, you know, playing loads of shows and stuff. But we're, we're out of that nervous stage now, I think.
2: It's time it is to have terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's time to relax a little bit. Obviously, yeah. work hard, but relax in the terms of, you know, you've got to think people are going to like us or they don't, and we've mm-hmm. got the whole first song out of the way, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if you're a fan, you're a
0: fan. That's what it. age range are you guys in?
1: Uh, I'm actually 34 this month.
0: Wow! By <laughs> the end birthday.
1: of yeah, thank you. Um, and we're all say 20, 27 to yeah, 27 to 34. Is Adrian? So yeah.
0: we're all in sort of like demographically we might be regarding this as the young professional sort of like window of our lives There's, yeah does that is that playing is that maturity playing into how you guys administrate yourselves
1: absolutely yeah I look at how I was in a band when I was in my early 20s to how I am now like I look at it more as a business rather than let's just you know go and be reckless and not make money well, yeah. and you know, you got to look at it from a business perspective now because it's your livelihood, isn't it? Like you, you've got to, you've got to be in it to enjoy it, but also take it seriously. You know.
0: Yeah. So yeah, hundred
1: percent. Age plays a factor.
0: <laughs> in, in a business capacity, I feel obliged to inform you that we are Sovereign UK is the one-stop shop for diverse fun activities and educational personal items for your children. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so if you're um, planning, if you're planning on getting a website, you might have to. Um, you might have to send these guys an email. <laughs> what's, it, what's it say on it? It is the one stop shop for diverse fun activities and educational items for your children. Uh we've got things like arts and crafts, books and colouring books. Uh there's a there's a section called Party Zone, which includes gift sets and invitations. we'll um, I'll have to get them
1: to sell some wear sovereign t-shirts on that, that <laughs> bit there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, completely. But just going back to to where we are sort of, like, in terms of an age range, I kind of feel like this is, like, the... Uh, we're entering an era where this is kind of more acceptable within the industry to have, like, to start a band in your 30s. I think it's... Um, yeah. People aren't quite brushing it as... Uh, people trying to, like, live their heydays and try and relive their youth. No, it's it, I think it's people are realizing that to have fun you've got to be able to not hurt cats but actually work together as a cohesive team which is really yeah. really fucking tough to do is like your late teens and early 20s and that's the main difference um, yeah yeah
1: i think if you're still doing it at our age you want it you know what i mean like you, you you're in it for because you really want to go somewhere with it like yeah. there's a
2: lot of people that i know that I was around doing music with and they just, they just don't do it anymore and it's you know it's,
0: it's a weird one. <laughs> it's a weird. One. It's also. It's all about the incentive structure, isn't it? It's like what yeah. I think people, people sometimes they go into music for. I mean, especially in those those days. So sort of like, and we're we're the same age. So like, when we go into music, I'm guessing, but I was still smoking in pubs. There was like pints were sort of like two fifty. There was yeah, like yeah. There, there was an entire social aesthetic to it. Um. And when you do grow out of that, some people obviously move on to different parts of their lives. But for me, there's a catharsis with that music scene, which you just don't get back from anywhere else in life, right? Yes. And I mean, when I'm doing like the Roadrunner documentary, this is the whole sort of picture. It's about that, catharsis when you see a band blow up the first time and my example i always give is trivium because i was there on that yeah. first ascendancy tour and i was like oh my god and you don't know you didn't know at the time that you're in a room full of like-minded people because it you know it was the olden days you know nothing was quite as oversaturated so to see us like still at it now means mm. there's an itch being scratched which you just can't fucking get working at the post office or working at Nando exactly. Like
1: that. You've, yeah, you've got stuff that you need to get out. <laughs> you, you've you've hit it on the head there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. can I watch that documentary? By the way, I did some research into you beforehand. Where can I watch it?
0: No, uh, When it's done. No, no, we're we're years away. We are years oh, away. I'll wow. send you. I'll send you some footage though because I'm. I'm I'll. I like just showing off. There used there was a time, Laura, where I was very secretive about how everything, what, everything that was going on, because it's Roadrunner, and because a lot of these people are either still in very active bands or that they operate in the industry at a higher level. I kind of kept all the footage back, and you know, we're trying to wait until there's a product there. Now I'm just like, ah, fuck it. When it's done, I'll just throw it on YouTube, but it'll <laughs> still be broadcast quality. Fuck it. Everyone can see the Sepultura yeah. interview. It's fine. Um, I'd love
1: to see some stuff
0: like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. um I'll send you a couple of links. Obviously, don't share it on too widely. but Anyway, I won't. I won't. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite it's quite the project, but it's, that's a different conversation. But that's for another time. We should talk about the nostalgia video, just because I say the video that was the first song I heard, and I know it came out a while ago. But the thing I really admired about it was nostalgia as a concept is <laughs> is often. Yeah, it's, up, it's paddled through and it's commodified and it's marketed. And what you tend mm-hmm. to find is oh, there's this band, it's, oh, they're, they're a thrash band. Get them some fucking denim jackets and talk about Metallica 1986. And that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Stranger Things comes through, they realize something's resonating with an audience. Right, we need to go full fucking 80s on this thing. It's a yeah, yeah. Sort of it, commoditization. Yeah, commoditization of this think on nostalgia but what your song does is it kind of points to it and goes it's not a th- it's not a fad it's a tool
1: yeah it's not it's fashion, a coping
0: yeah. it's a coping mechanism it's not a thing that you can it's not as vivid as people trying to make it out am i getting that correctly am i absolutely, reading
2: absolutely
1: yeah make you spot on like with it's 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 still part of me now like you know i was on about before of the whole going back to old music and not being able to let go. And mm. it's kind of, I say it's like a comfort thing, a trauma thing, and also just a connection thing, isn't it? Like all the things that we grew up with and like watching things change and just not being able to let go. Mm. And like you say in the song, like sometimes it can be toxic. Sometimes, you know, its, it's it can be really unhealthy. But yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on with what you've said. It's,
0: you should tried to the, tell me about the video then because... Who the fucks kept all those Kerrang magazines?
1: <laughs> Me, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I've got everything. Like, I've got all my old CDs, I've got um yeah, all the old Kerrang magazines, Game Boys, absolutely everything. I've again I couldn't let go. I couldn't throw it in the bin. Like <laughs> just <laughs> little things of you know, even my little studded belts, eyeshadow that I used to wear.
2: Like, yeah, that might sound crazy, but I don't know
0: about you. I, Have
2: you kept well, anything? Uh, yes. In my Game Boy Pocket.
0: No, my Game Boy Pocket now fits in my pocket. <laughs> like wow, well, I'm at an age where it does, and it's still like, still. You know, I actually bought a new battery cover for it, like last year, because somewhat someone oh. was three D printing them and selling them. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's Pokemon Red inside. Oh. So <laughs> it. Yeah, it, it, it's. To be honest, it's just because the battery power is pretty good on it. I like Pokemon Red. I've got good feelings about Pokemon Red. And I, when I'm in traffic, because I, I drive a lot, obviously, filming and I'm always on plane, planes. You know, I'm, I'm doing things. Yeah, and yeah. Them, I'm sat waiting for shit to happen. And it's just a little bit easier to reach into my pocket and get out of Game Boy Pocket and try and find a Taurus. You know, Because <laughs> I think it was a Taurus. A Taurus, you get on Red. And then blue, you, had to, you, had, you couldn't get that on blue, and you had to trade them across. But yeah, it, that's it was more function than form, to be honest. It's more function than nostalgia. Because I got like, I think Pokemon Ruby or something on on the 3ds, and I'm like, I just don't. I need blocky, weird sounds. I don't need this fangled, 500 Pokemon. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> so, it was the idea with the video? we're going to bring out all the stops knowing that you're going to point to nostalgia as like a tool, not a, that's what it is. A coping megan- mechanism, not a, mm. not a fad. It was the idea. Okay. Well, we've got all this stuff. Let's just throw out all the stops.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I I got to work with it. I was thinking of all the things that I connect with, like, you know, MSN. I made the MSN. little video.
2: Yeah. Yes. MSN,
1: video, the whole belt buckles that everyone used to wear and I don't know if you saw in there, there was a, a gig ticket of My Chemical Romance 2005. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the whole plan of, because, like I said, I went for a stage for, for years, and I'm still not out of it, but, like, feel like as I've got older, I've accepted it a lot more, but, you know, I found it really hard to let things go. And and, and not even a growing up, it's more of a, again, accepting accepting life. The yeah. things that like, you're never ever going to be 16 again in a field drinking cider, listening to my chemical romance like you know you've got responsibility you can still do it obviously but you can't be that person
0: ever again you have to find the things that create those core memories and those core nostalgic moments and you can't do that until you've moved on and you don't know something is the good old days until you've moved on from the good old days right
1: exactly and there's always that thing that people say that haunts me like at one point you logged out of msn forever you know what I mean? When well, there's one time he logged out and that was it.
0: And that just
1: <laughs> stays in my mind. I'm like, that's, that's yeah. That's it so weird.
0: Then you see people still with Hotmail email. Like some like industry professionals still have like a, a Hotmail address. And it really <laughs> cracks me up. One thing i still I've going, watched, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's good. I, I don't know if I'd, I'd say it's going from strength to strength, but some folks still have it. I mean, you kind of... Obviously, I've had to like speak to a lot of bands throughout this this whole process, and and you can tell the age range because if it's Hotmail, it's our age up to about 40, early forties. Anything yeah. above and it's BT Internet. If they're in the UK, it's like btinternet.com.
1: <laughs> AOL,
0: yeah. There's a few AOLS in there as well. There's some very prominent <laughs> <laughs> prominent metal uh, musicians that have like, so forename.surname at AOL dot com. Just like wow. <laughs> Who fucking knew? <laughs>
1: AOL, I remember that. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: It, so? Moving forward, then, what? Given that you guys started in 2019, you've got a mature mindset. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, what you're doing. You, you've got a got a, a a fresh take on a on a sort of an older sound. Mm. What are the, What's the biggest challenge then for a new band and of of this kind of level?
2: Um. I'd say the biggest challenge is fitting into gigs (laughs) with the sound that we've got. I'd say, obviously, we've like we've got um,
1: help with that now. But in the past, like the biggest challenge was was that it was kind of you know getting onto shows and when you knew people want to take a chat, you know they've got to take a chance on you, don't they? They don't Mm. know how you're going to go down and stuff like that. And I'd say. I say also balancing your personal life with your your musician, like you know, being a musician. I don't know whether you find that yourself. Like, you know, no matter what happens in your personal life, you've got to keep on going with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you you've got to mm. pick yourself up and and get through it. So I'd say that's pretty challenging as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Especially mean, when it's
1: not it's not a hobby, is it anymore? It's it's something you love. So
2: yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's I've I've learned recently that I've had to like literally look at the day di- the diary and then I just go. That's now me. All that, that bit here is me. I, whether it's fucking playing fucking Pokemon Red or just going for a run or something like that. I have to make that time work now. Otherwise, I just get absolutely overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed in like a mental or emotional st- sense, but overwhelmed in a, in a sense of scatterbrain and nothing gets done. Yeah. I'm starting yeah. to learn what the balance of that is. And I think that's like something unique to our generation, Laura, as we sort of like, we've emerged as like the mental health cognizant or the dawning of the cognizance of mental health awareness i think I yeah mean, we've sort of gone into life going we know there's something that needs to be done up here but we're not quite sure what it is and then that knowledge emerges and that's why like these days there's like an entire industry built around like you know online therapies and things like that but only like five yeah. years ago wasn't even a fucking want to scratch yeah. on it you know what I mean? No, it's exactly. A,
2: it's and the, rare, people, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and a lot of have come after us, the Gen Zers, that's kind of built in now. They're going into high school knowing that there's like a – mental health is kind of like a – it's a delicate sort of facet, but there is support there. We went into high school thinking, oh, yeah, just, fucking, just fucking grin and bear it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you, it, you come out the like, other
1: side, you come out the other side. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think that's that's the, the idea now. I don't know where we got – how do we get to that? No, yeah, balancing personal life and the musicianship. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I think And it, going even further back, if you think of the artists like, say, a Motley Crue or a Metallica or some of these bigger artists, like, where they didn't draw that line and it was just fucking crazy. And that's where we get all these crazy fucking stories of, like, Jimmy Page and the occult and stuff like that because he couldn't, like, he didn't go on to his missus. He just kept on being Jimmy Page the entire fucking yeah. way through his, his whole shtick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nah, so
0: what, I get it, yeah. What do you what do you struggle with personally then when you're trying to separate those two lives?
1: Um again you can probably relate to this yourself. Like
0: mm.
1: relationships I've had to sacrifice a lot with that because of time. Like, you know, you've got to work to be able to you know, until you're full time as a musician, you've still gotta work on as well as that. Mm. So you're working, you know, you're doing your thing with the band and you know, having time for a relationship or, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult. Um, yeah. so there is that. Yeah. And obviously again, when you're, when you're in a dark place, cause not everyone's going to be a hundred percent all the time. So, you know, when you have your bad dips, that that's, that's, it's challenging because, you know, regardless, again, you, you can't just put your band on hold for five months while you're repaired. You know what I mean? You've got to, mm. I mean, you could, but, you know, there's other people involved and, you know, you've got to keep going, got to keep yeah. it
2: strong.
0: Yeah, so. it's interesting when you were saying the um about particular band nights and trying to fit onto certain bills. Mm. Is that a UK centric problem? Do you think? Do you think we have like maybe our industry is a little bit more is a little bit what am I looking for? Is it oversaturated or less saturated? Possibly
1: point- oversaturated. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of bands, isn't there? Um, you know, looking for shows and. You know, I think, you know, promoters making money as well and they've got to bear that in mind.
2: Mm.
1: And, you know, there's that whole catch-22 again. Like, when you're in a new band, you're trying to build a fan base. You're not going to turn up and have all these people. Like, we're gradually at a stage now where, you know, people are turning up to see us, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got to, you know, the challenge is getting past that barrier of... And I do feel sorry for for brand-new bands coming into the scene because, you, you know, you've got all this passion and you just want to go for it. But you haven't just got the challenge of writing the music and, and, and being different. You've got so much more to, to absorb, if you know what I mean. And again, you probably know that yourself being in the industry. It's very.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know? I, I don't consider myself in the industry. I'm sort of like just sat on the outskirts of the cricket bat, just sort of like probing stuff. <laughs> that's what I'm sort of doing. That's, that's yeah. how I see it anyway. But I think one of the things that's, that helps is when you do start treating a band as a business, you start getting personnel attached to it um, as a team right i mean in the in the mutual case it's tom who who hooked up this interview right yeah. having folk like that who sometimes it's their entire existence to have an overarching view of what's out there and work we can connect dots and things like that i think that's yeah. the difference and that's how you break through that saturation yeah. period right
1: Absolutely. It's about, you know, I never used to believe this when I was in my early 20s. I was like, if you're good, you're good. That's it. <laughs> you're going to play this. You're going to do that. But it is genuinely. Obviously, you've got to be good, but it is about who you
0: know. 100%. It is. It's, big,
2: it's
0: big, big thing in the industry. I mean, hmm. and those, one one person did ask me, like, a, a while back, like, what they could do to get into the industry. And I gave them the cricket bat so. But I also said, like, the, the main thing to sort of understand is, like, it's kind of – it's a boys' club, but it's not a boys' club, is the music industry. Like, there's no job advertisement that you apply to and then get. People yeah. tend to get drafted into organizations on the merits of what they've done by themselves. So if you wanted to be a label person or a PR person – the best thing you can do is just do it. Mm. Just literally build up your own thing and then just sort of operate from there. And then by the time like an offer comes in, then you probably won't be interested because you've got your own thing going on. Yeah, you you've proved yourself, it.
1: haven't you?
0: And I think yeah. that's a similar proposal for a band. you just got to keep building it up yourself. Like if, I mean, Shikari didn't sign with a label for the longest time because they realized that they had their own, they built everything up so much. Mm. That they didn't need any extra support. And it just took them, you know, X amount of things lining up and X amount of things falling apart to go, actually, fuck it. We don't need like a Warner or a Universal. We can just headline a story off our own backs. Yes. So I think it's just hard to sort of hit that mentality, especially when you're in your early 20s, which is again why I'm fascinated by people starting bands in their 30s, because they've got a bit more, they can can accept that reality a little bit simpler. Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: What's your favorite lyric on the album going into some detail? Ooh. it's a very good question. I'd say these footsteps walk through the resilience. That's probably right. my favorite because, uh, on Don't You Dare Quit, right? Okay, where does that come from? Know. Yeah, it's just about. Obviously, the whole song is
1: about not giving up, and that's why the band exists today. Because I didn't. So it's mm. all about, you know, walking through the. I know it's a generic saying, but walking through the storm, regardless of what it's throwing at you. Yeah. That's why we put like the we have a music video. Um, we we cooked loads of fake glass for hours. The whole concept is we're performing on. You know, we're stood on this, so-called like sugar glass. Right. It was so painful, but like we were, yeah we were playing on that, and that's the whole concept of. You know, you've got to walk through so much a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely my favorite lyric. I love that lyric.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just got to keep your head down and. Mm. it's a, It's a very Jesse Leach kind of saying as well. Yeah. The words in the order that they're being portrayed, I can really hear that. Sort of that that sort of flow that he's got, um, mm. and he's big on that kind of resilience and perseverance stuff as well. And I can you know can hear that in the sound. Is it? Is it? Here's possibly possibly a personal question, and you don't have to answer it if if something's not coming to mind. What's your biggest? I'm trying to. I'm experimenting with this, so bear with me. What's your biggest failure? Oh. Not necessarily in the band. It could be a personal one, or if that's too close to the bone, think of your second biggest failure or third, which is
2: maybe. Um. I'd say. One of my biggest failures
1: in life is investing so much time into people that don't appreciate it. So it's not necessarily a vent, it's a feeling. Like it's a whole, like if I hadn't have done that for so many years, I'd be so much like, do you know what I mean? I feel like I always give, 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 give. And I've always done it in every band I've ever been in and I've, I've, I've given everything my all. And I feel like a lot of people don't return it whether it's in relationships everyday life strangers you meet so that's definitely been a big failure and something i've had to learn and kind of swallow as i've, I've got older that not everyone's as given as i am
0: <laughs> just to you know? add a bit of nuance to it and maybe maybe i'm putting a bit of too much of myself into it but it's not necessarily like a quid pro quo kind of thing when you invest time into someone it's not that you expect like exactly the same thing back but the fe the the regret of having invested that much time usually comes from a fact that you realise they never gave any fucks in the first place. Not exactly. that they didn't match your energy, but it- yeah. they completely weren't on the same level as you in any regard.
2: Yeah, and you but don't
0: you-
1: realise that till you're out of it, do you?
0: And you don't realise it. You don't realise no. it until usually you've got something for yourself, and it's one of those where um, uh, I think one of those common sort of sayings is. As you go through life, the people that you stay in touch with were clearly like amazing. the ones that you don't, the ones that fell off for whatever reason yeah. were those that fell off. And it's not until you get to that point that you go, oh, yeah, shit, that guy was completely not on the bus. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, it's happened a lot, <laughs> happened a lot throughout my life. And, again, you probably – how old are you? Sorry.
0: I'm the same as you. I'm 34. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, you, actually, I'm older than you. slightly. <laughs> you've probably experienced it yourself like you know even more so when you get older and you look back and reflect on everything but don't get me wrong i am a very positive person i don't want to come yeah. across to this interview as, everything sucks life yeah. sucks because <laughs> i like, am very positive i just feel like i feel like you know as you get older you look back and reflect on everything and it, it, it changes how you deal with things going forward which is good that you do do that i think it's really important to do
0: it's also Six when you when you sort of as if, if, if you have been on the planet Earth for, for thirty-four years, you end up with some positive experiences, of positive relationships, which is where you then go, ah, oh, this fucker gets me. That yeah. fucking, I am not. This is a different feeling from that guy, you know. you yeah. I put everything into it, and you know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna, I am going to play. Yeah, man, I am going to bring us into the station because it's been half an hour. It's been a very very quick half an hour, and this might be a quick answer but have you ever seen a ghost?
2: See, (laughs) I have this weird thing where I've
1: opened my eyes. I've actually been researching on the internet and I don't want to come across again as crazy for people watching this or I have this thing where I wake up and I see writing on the wall and I've seen people. So whether that's a ghost, I have no idea, but, and I've researched on the internet and other people get it as well. And, it's not like I don't get it in everyday life. Like I'm not, you know, I don't imagine things or see things when I'm out and about. It's only when. And I thought at first it was just me being sleepy or whatever and, and I've kind of made myself be like, no, you're actually awake. You're seeing this. So maybe that's a ghost. I don't know. That's some creepy stuff.
0: Could it be? It's always waking up and seeing it. Always in bed.
1: Uh, yeah, it's always when I'm like lying down. Even sometimes when I'm not falling asleep, but i have like, you know, just close my eyes for a second to be like, oh, not that sleepy, but I'm not. I opened it, and I've been well awake and seen it. Does that make sense? Like, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so strange. I have researched it, and can't find any answers. People are saying spiritual stuff, but I'm like,
0: what can mm-hmm. it, The way you first said it sounds like kind of a sleep paralysis.
1: Yeah, I thought that. I thought, because I've had it in the past, like, when I was really stressed, when I was younger, I used to see spiders running up the wall, and I looked that up, and that was stress. But then now it's like writing, and it's just so weird, so odd. I, I can't explain it.
0: I doubt it's delirium tremors. See, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to diagnose you now. That's not really fair, is it? <laughs> Please do. because
1: It's screeching <laughs> me out.
0: The, yeah. the only time I've heard of that is delirium tremors, and that's when my mate Dave went to Vakin Open Air Festival, and he got shit faced mm-hmm. like the whole seven days. And on the way, when he came home, he, like he woke up and he started seeing stuff on the walls, and he like completely freaked out. I'm guessing you're not shit-faced for seven days at a time. Nah,
1: I haven't got pills by my bed <laughs> or anything. Well. Have, you, have you seen one?
0: Um, I, don't, I haven't seen a manifestation of a being. I've had some weird shit happen to me, but I've not, like, I don't think I've seen anything totally, totally, you know, totally spiritual. I'll, I'll tell you one from uh, that I got from David White. He, plays, he sings in a band called Heathen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I ask this question all the time. And a lot of the time everyone's like, No. In <laughs> end of interview, done. But <laughs> Davis came back with um he was on his, his vacation with his wife in Hawaii and um his wife had something in her bag. It was I don't know, it was something funny. So they took a picture of it. Oh no it no it wasn't that. It was it was a stray kitten coming up to like beg for food. Very cute, took a picture down next to a handbag. Yeah. And when they reviewed the picture, there's a foot in the picture. Like there's a bare foot.
2: What? And they're like,
0: what the fuck's that? And then they were speaking to the, the, the restaurant staff and they're like, Oh yeah, that's Steve the ghost or whatever the like the what? local what? The, the local ghost. Like it's a known thing that there's like a ghost that just wanders from table to table in this restaurant. But he sent me the picture, and it <laughs> is literally just this weird sort of apparition, like the see-through foot, which wouldn't what? be and like it's like it's coming through the table. It's it's weird.
2: What the fuck?
0: I know it's great, isn't it?
1: I love rather just naturally be like, "Yeah, it's Steve, the ghost."
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm oversimplifying it, but yeah, it was pretty, it was as simple as going, "Oh yeah, that's just the the fellow that kicks about in this restaurant." I'm like, all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What yes.
0: what well, I hope was. to collect more ghost stories as. Uh... <laughs> as if, I anyone, if anyone else,
1: what I've got, let me know please. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's close out there. Any pluggables, anything to round off?
1: Um, well, our album's out everywhere. Streaming platforms. It's called Step Out Your Comfort wow. Zone. We've got music videos on YouTube. I'd say that's a good place to go as well, because that's where we express ourselves the most. And we're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
0: It's so just good Search, we are so brave, but if you stumble upon a children's apparel shop, you've gone too far.
1: <laughs> we're on Big Cartel at the moment. That's where we got we got merch available there. So
0: there we go. Yeah. We've, got, we've got it corrected, all course corrected. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not on the children's website. All <laughs> right, Laura. Thanks very much for doing this. I'll have to...